Trailblazing fam. Welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Millennials podcast. I'm your host, Angela Gentile. Thank you so much, y'all, for being here and being part of this community. I hope that you guys will continue to tap in, visit the show notes for ways that you can empower yourself to do even more epic shit. Um, reach out if you need anything. We can work one-on-one together. We I have a lot of workshops coming up in the future, so please make sure that you tap into those show notes and learn a little bit more because it's everything you need to take action, make brave decisions, and you know, live a life that you love, not one that you feel like you should. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And just a quick little favor, if you are loving this podcast, it would help so much for you to not just five-star review this baby, but also write a few words um, of what you're getting and how much you enjoy it. I would appreciate it. It helps in this algorithm world and it helps to unite the people who are looking for a podcast like this so that they can do all the epic shit that we are inspiring people to do. So thank you so much for that. All right. So let's dive in today, y'all. For those of you who are thinking about pivoting and making a big change in your life and maybe really ready to make a career shift, today's guest, Megan Houle, is going to drop some knowledge on being purposeful and intentional with your pivot into something more powerful for yourself. She is a one-stop shop for career and personal development. She has spent the past 20 plus years working as a senior level recruiter in the luxury specialty and consumer retail industries. And for years, she has placed high achievers in their dream jobs and built high performing executive teams. She's helped everyone from globally recognized corporate brands to solopreneurs create profitable businesses by getting the right people on their teams with expert talent development strategies. She is also the host of the Pivot with Purpose podcast, and I am so excited to have her on our podcast today. So Megan, my friend, thank you. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. God bless you. I know my bio. It's always like a mouthful. There's like a lot of nuggets in there. So doing all the things careers, but thanks so much for having me. Of course. I'm really glad that we can connect. Like we're so close to, to Boston. Well, I'm Boston ish adjacent to, to Massachusetts women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Well, it's great. I'm excited. We were talking so much off camera. I feel like we missed some, some little nuggets. So we'll just get into the vibe and, and start chatting because I love what you do. And one of the things I said off camera was that I have pivoted multiple times in the past eight years. And I'm so unabashedly ready to just constantly be like, Nope, I don't want to do that anymore. And I think when you get to that point and you can help other people do it, it often has come from a very personal, um, place of having done it yourself, because it's like, once you've cracked the code, you're like, I got this knowledge for everybody now. So yeah, if you want to tell us and dive in a little bit about, you know, how you got to be like this pivot queen. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think the, the crux of it is, is like life experiences, right? Right. And right. going through and seeing things that are okay, that are like, okay, yeah, sure. I want to do this. And I feel like anytime we're making big decisions, we're probably witnessing or experiencing things that are like not okay. Right. Yeah. Facts. 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 So we're like, okay, this situation, not great for me. I will tell you, I was raised in the school of hard knocks. You know, that school, it's a, it's a great school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, feral children, just feral children. Right. A, a child of, you know, divorced parents and very independent on her own. Um, always like, 
very early on too, recognizing people pleasing, you know, how yeah. can I make everyone around me like me and do all the things and be everything for everybody. And oh my gosh. Right. So at some point in your life that, that fire, you know, that is uh, inside of you, it changes, it's going to burn in a different direction, but you know, on the path of discovering and doing a major, major pivot years ago, um, you know, I think that all the opportunities that I've had good, better, otherwise they lead you to what and who you Absolutely. are today, right? And all that you're yeah. doing. So in pivoting, it truly, truly comes from this like hell no moment inside of you where if you are noticing bodily changes in terms of like stress, sleep, you're getting sick a lot, um, you're, you know, maybe falling in some bouts of like depression and like not enjoying the things that you like to do anymore and feeling like you're going through the motions or if you're waking up every day being like I don't want to do this but yeah. pushing through oh my god please let's not push through life anymore you know that was a moment um a few times in my life where I'm just like I'm meant for more yep. and I want to do more but I think the big catalyst of pivoting it's fear fear is what holds us back of the unknown and is this possible? And it is. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like where um, the fireball of the pivot <laughs> begins, <laughs> ends, and then you got to take the journey. You got to take those action steps. If you want to make a meaningful change in your life, no one's going to do it but you. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, no I love that. us silver platter opportunities. Yeah, we're in the driver's seat. I, I'm just, I'm like sitting here shaking my head repeatedly, profusely, because I just resonate with everything that you're saying. And it's so true. We are always in the driver's seat of our life. And I think it's important to, let's kind of back up a little bit and yeah. talk about some of those like fuck no's uh -huh. that are coming up. I love me a fuck uh -huh. yes and fuck no uh -huh. moment. Oh yeah. Not a yeah. fuck yes. It's no. alternatively a no. It's an like that's it's really that simple. But mm -hmm. I think what can end up happening, and I, I'm sure you'll agree, the more that we deny these no's is when we start going down the path of misalignment. And if you could talk a little bit about some of the things that show up when we dishonor the no, when we're not listening, when we're like, this isn't it. I hate yeah. this relationship, and yet we're still in it. I hate this job but here we are driving to another Monday. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the bad habits and the undesirable things happening uh, that are happening are, you know, can just kind of run the gamut. And I think these can be the signs that people might need to connect the dots of like, this is the thing that's happening for you. Yeah. Well, the, the intersection of, of all of that is worthiness. Mm -hmm. We feel we're not worthy. We feel like, and especially if you're in a toxic job with toxic bosses, a toxic relationship, with somebody telling you just that, yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, this is all that I can do. This is all that I can mm -hmm. be. This is all I'm worthy of. Um, and you, it's this kind of like really messed up control thing on the other side, whether it's your heart or financials that someone has on you. <laughs> Um, that it, it makes you feel a certain way. Like if I leave, like I'm not getting another job. If I break up with somebody, I'm like, but if is it like end all absolute, like right, it's, it's like this it. or if, nothing if I, else. Right. Like yeah. nothing is ever going to be possible for me. <laughs> I am here to tell you that is not the case because I've been in all those scenarios. And here I am two, three businesses later, a podcast, like everyone in my whole life trying to pull me down and telling me to do things that are going to serve them, not me. So that. 
and then also too, it's waking up. Like I remember in those people pleasing years of like saying yes to everything and going even like simple things like going out or hanging out with people and you go in and you bring this energy of like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. Like, and you almost like live life in regret, right? Like you have this, um, kind of moment where maybe after hanging out with somebody, you're going to an event, you didn't want to, you're almost like angry. Yeah. Right. But you're, and you're, you tend to be angry. Right. And you tend to displace that anger because you're like, I'm pissed off at them. And it's like, "Mm -mm, I'm going to, I'm going to be mad at yourself. Yeah. You're the common denominator here, baby. Right. And then also like, why don't you think you can't say no to that person or Mm. show up to your job to say, you know what? It's not serving me. I'm not making the money that I want. Yeah. I want more growth. I want a challenge or showing up in a relationship and saying, you know what? You're not treating me correctly. Like this is my expectation, but I, yeah. I it's finding our voices. And, and quite frankly, if you, if you don't have the right people, right support, or that aha moment inside of wanting more for yourself and knowing you are worthy, yeah. it's really difficult to get out yeah. of and shift. That's Absolutely. why we have coaches. That's why yeah. yeah (laughs) I mean that's so important because I think you know any external thing that you will make is just simply going to be a band-aid until you do the work of healing yourself and set it being able to set those boundaries and know exactly what you want and truly believe that you're worth that and be resolute in it because if you don't get that shit under control then it's going to be the same replication every single time, whether it's your partners, whether it's your job, your friendships, your family, it's all going to feel the exact way until you decide to say no more internally. And like you said, take the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times and anyone listening in, you show up where you're in this like Jekyll and Hyde moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could have had the worst day, but then you have to go to a corporate group and put on a happy face and be like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm going to be fine. But low key, all of this stuff that's sitting in you that's not fine is like adding up, adding up, adding up. And I'm like, you want to live your life as like a, a volcano ready to explode? Because you will. I mean, I've had multiple panic attacks where um, scary to the point where it's just like, it's going to come out and manifest in your body some way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that you said that. Recognizing it. And yeah. it is, it's just a dangerous place to be in, whether it's coaches or it's awesome. To, you know, people obviously have therapists and things like, I think there's so many resources now that are accept, acceptable. I mean, like we were talking about being early on born in the seventies and eighties of like <laughs> mental health. What is that? <laughs> like, Suck it up. Like, Stop crying. <laughs> Stop crying. Rub it. Put some iodine down. on it. You're fine. Right? I yeah, think as like right. children in certain aspects or families, you you're taught to suppress your emotions, and especially too in like a corporate environment. How dare you be human and like mm. have a bad day or like communicate that? It's shifting a bit, but I would say like dealing with something head on, like keeping things and suppressing things, situations, things that you want to say it's just like not, it's not serving you. You got to get it out or it's going to come out some way. And it could be really detrimental to your health. And and you're a beautiful human. All of us, we have so much to offer in this life. So we can't live in the Jekyll and Hyde's exploding volcanoes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that is such a beautiful visual because it's true. And I, I think let's just like draw some attention that when you are stuffing things down, like that energy, it, it needs a place to go. 
So it is either going to come out in like verbal, like aggression. It's going to come out in anger. It's going to come out in, in sadness. It's going to come out in depression or it's going to be internalized and it's going to start showing up as like physical symptoms as like gut dysbiosis, as like pain in your shoulders. Um, you know, cancer, hundred percent autoimmune diseases that pop. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I I think if any of these things are starting, if you're like, Oh God, my back's always hurting. Ah, okay. Let's yes. That could be, maybe you overdid it at the gym or if this is something chronic, like maybe there is an energetic, um, non, non acknowledgement that's happening. That could be causing a lot of these, you know, like symptoms. Cause I want to draw attention to that. They're not necessarily problems. They are symptoms of the problem that like, this isn't it, this ain't it, you know? So I want to talk about like when you mentioned like having this at like a corporate Mm -hmm. corporate setting. And I know that Mm -hmm. that's really like the crux of your work. Um, can you talk, cause is there a shift I have never worked in corporate America. Yeah. I, I don't know if that is a blessing or like, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. what are, is yeah. there a cultural shift that's happening in corporate America that is allowing for, I don't know, like better conversations in the workplace for people to manage some of these stress and anxiety, or is it still like business as usual and shit or get off the pot, get on board or you're out? It depends on the industry. Yeah. I do believe that. I think there has been a shift and I think COVID has been a catalyst to that because we, we had moments, many months mm-hmm. where we were disconnected and isolated and maybe able to express feelings and anger and frustrations or a lot of people in my industry in luxury retail consumer brands were laid off, furloughed, like at this like rock bottom moment where you know all they had was themselves their solace and like they better fucking figure it out right yeah so I do feel like if anything pandemic social justice issues oh my god we've been through so much (laughs) in the past four years like I know how you know and we persist it's not relenting so do the it's not relenting yeah it's not so I think like you really have to focus on in life what you can control and all that we can do is control how we react how we respond but I do feel like in corporate because I was very much grew up in the old school corporate way of again don't show emotion come to work check the boxes, your cat could have died, your dog died, nobody cares, get on the floor, work, <laughs> do your thing. Um, we don't, no, no crying nobody in baseball. Cares. Right, yeah. so, you know, I think that um, that has shifted a bit because I think this up and coming workforce is like- Not oh, tolerating no, it. No, yeah. like we're not showing up to work and like not being seen, valued, heard. We don't want to work for a corporation that's not identifying social, economic, like issues and justice or sweeping shit under the rug. Like, yeah, yeah, I want to come to work and have a conversation with my boss if you have a belligerent or like bully employee or whatnot, um, you know, that you need to deal with. Like, gone are the days, I, I think, of being able to sweep things under the rug because I feel like there is this, it's not even a whistleblower moment. But people aren't going to tolerate it because listen, corporate America, there are always better companies or other people that others can work for. And if you want to retain a top performing team, you better freaking treat your people right. And that's where it starts. If you want to have a successful business, you think like the CEO of Apple and all those places can do that shit on their own? No, no. So create environments where people feel safe and that you have, and which is I've seen, which has been really great. Um, even from like an insurance and benefit point of view, companies that are adding like wellness benefits and 
gym yep. benefits, pet insurance, um, you know, special leaves, like things like that, where people can come and say, okay, like maybe if I need to use that, great, but at least it's an option um, that right. you know that you're not just treated like a dollar sign and like, what can you do for me? But actually, what can a company do for you too? Yeah, that's such yeah. a powerful paradigm shift that I think, like you said, I don't think we necessarily grew up with that because it was yeah. like, you know, it just kind of shame on you if you don't want this job, like you're, you felt fear to, to stay there and obligated to stay there. And I love what you said. Yeah. I do, I do want to hand it to this up and coming Gen Z workforce. He's like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. I don't think so. Because I think with the influx of like being able to make money on TikTok, yeah. you know, like you really could take matters into your own hands and feed yourself by doing like stupid TikTok dances yeah. on, on the internet. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I love that there is a shift. And for anybody who might be in a company that it doesn't, how do they know? Like, how would someone know that it's like not the right fit for them? Oh my God, the energies of the people that come in every day. I will tell you, um, the, the one of the best questions I prep people for when I work with them one-on-one -on -one for career coaching is like, when you go into an interview, if, because an interview is two ways. So let me just preface Absolutely. this. Like when you're being interviewed, I think also gone are the days where someone's putting you under like, you know, fatal instinct spotlight and you're like, what <laughs> can you do for us? It, it has to be a two-way street, right? So you have to go in there and be like, what do I want to learn about this company to make sure I'm making the right decision about myself as much as I can sell them on why hire me? So mm -hmm. if you ask this beautiful golden question of what's it like to work here? How would you describe the working environment? what's your favorite thing about working here? And if somebody in deer and headlights freezes and has no idea what to say, you're like, oh, really? You everything. can't tell me why I should work here? Yeah, That's everything like you the need first to know. Triple red flag, not a beige, not even a beige flag. This is like, like a hurricane, hurricane Lee coming flag that um, should be a sign of like, if, if the environment, if the vibes feel off, we all have a bit of clairvoyancy, intuition in ourselves and our soul. You've got to trust your gut. And the first telltale sign is like beyond saying like, oh, we have coffee time or whatever. Like, no, that's not a perk of working here. But like, what do you really like about working here? Is it a team collaborative environment? Um, you know, are there like other benefits? You guys do community things or whatever. Um, that That's always a hundred percent. It's culture because I will tell you for some of the biggest jobs out there, for some of the biggest salaries, um, people will get in and I will say like three weeks later, they're maybe calling me being like, Megan, I don't even care how much I get paid. Like I'm not working with these people and that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to be at work stressed out working with a bunch of assholes. hundred no. percent. Yeah. All set. Yeah. If it's costing you. And I think that's important. Like, I love what you're saying too, because it definitely yeah. is shifting this idea of like, you're not in control and you're sort of at the mercy of a company. And I think it even goes back to what you were saying, like at the beginning of, of our chat is when you value yourself, you know that you are valuable to be an asset to this company. And whether it's this, like I'm valuable period, the end, and I'm offering something to you as much as you are going to transact that value and give me a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Like there is value in my talent and my ability and in, in all of those things. So this isn't just you coming and sucking the soul out of me for a paycheck. This has to be mutual reciprocity. And I think what you're saying too, is even if it's a paycheck, like there are certain things that are costly. <laughs> and if it costs you your mental health, like that's kind of an invaluable price tag, you know, your peace, your boundaries. I mean, especially if they don't set you up, like 
there are some jobs where you grind, right? And that's yeah. where it is. But I think then that communication expectation, it's all communication. I'm learning this as, you know, I'm setting up this huge event. I'm like, people need to be on the same page and told the correct things um, so that everything in life could run smoothly. Imagine, right? Just dream of a world <laughs> where we all communicate well. But um, I would at love the end that. Day, right? <laughs> it's like, what are the expectations of this job? And great, like if you love it. I mean, I know some people that just love the grind. They will always do it. And that's them. And awesome because we need people with jobs that like have people that love to do that. But if that doesn't fit your requirements, if that doesn't you know, like fit within your boundaries, your time boundaries, your commitment boundaries, you know, don't say yes to things that you know, like, aren't going to work out for your life because if you force something Mm -hmm. like anything, it's not going to, it's not going to be sustainable, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so true. These questions are really, and and I, anybody who's listening, you get to ask these questions, just like you're going on at a date. Like it's not about if if they like you and you're just there enjoying the ride. Like, do you, do you like them? And and you want to get to know, like, I want to, I want you to lay it all on the table. Like first date questions. Do you go to therapy? What's your relationship like with your family? Mm-hmm. What did you learn from your last couple of relations? Like I'd like these kinds of things I need to know. Cause they're going to tell yeah. me everything I need to know about you. So like yeah. being able to ask those questions, I think can be really yeah. powerful and it'll tell you yeah. just being able for you to make the most informed and educated decision. Yeah. Know? Don't, don't go in there with stars in your eyes. Um, you know, level that, that playing field energy shift where you both have something to offer, not like, Oh, I want to work for this dream brand. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Um, because no, you're really not. And getting yourself into a bad situation and yeah, then starting to mess with your Mm -hmm. emotional, mental health stability, it's just not, it's not worth it. So ask the questions and make sure you're leaving there being like, yeah, it's gotta be a hell yes or a hell no. Um, there's, there's gotta be no in between, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Cause if you do not feel it in your bones, like that's don't do it. Yeah. There's always, there are jobs out there. There's always something different. There's always something else, but yeah. um, oh, there, there's so, there's so much there, but I, again, I think it all comes back to value, worth, the confidence, um, which takes, I know it takes time to show up and, and stand in that power and, and be like, I got nothing to lose in this interview. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. care if it happens or if it doesn't, I'm going to be okay. But if you mm. really want it to happen, you got to show up and like, and do all the things and, and, yeah. you know, you can get, you can get an awesome job. There's a lot of opportunities with companies that are really great, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what would you, what would you say to someone? Cause I'm just, I'm trying to think of like, you know, periods in my life where I felt stuck. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm sure there are people who are like, I don't want to, like, I hate my job. And then it comes with, what are some of like the yeah, buts mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear, yeah. um, when people are about to level up and you're like, well, mm-hmm. if they're, if this isn't the right fit, then don't take it. Or if you're not happy, quit. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I can't, yeah. or, you know, how would you, how do you kind of like work through that a little bit? Oh, the biggest, yeah. But is live loyalty to my brand and my team. I'm like, hmm. what does that mean? What does that okay. Mean? <laughs> so you're a top performer making somebody else a shitload of money, but you're not being recognized for promotions being passed over, getting minimal wage increases, um, having somebody else take credit for your work. All the credit. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, you know, yeah, so- they're flying the private jet, not you. That's all right. you need to know. But yeah. I'm like, gosh, this loyalty. I don't want to leave my boss. Okay. But I like my boss. Great. And you can still keep a very healthy professional relationship. Like anybody, if you're going to move on and do something different, 
anybody that supported you for years, like sure, they're going to be disappointed. And I think that's like a people pleasing moment. We say, we don't want to disappoint people. Okay, fine. But do you think if your boss got their dream job, got a phone call today, you feel like you're even a part of their mindset? No, stop thinking about everybody else when you're making decisions. Ooh, say that again, Meg, mic drop, say it again. thinking of everybody else. And that's where people get stuck because they're like, oh, I don't want to like be disloyal. Um, I'm sorry, do you have equity? Like, are you in your last name on (laughs) this like brand? Like if you're not reaching or achieving goals or feeling like you're held down or held back because you're serving them because there's companies that don't want people to do more because you're like, oh, you're doing so well here. Like, we don't want you to grow. You know, it's like a little Mm. mice in a cage. Like, no, you're meant for more. Get out of there and know that you don't owe anybody anything. Yes, Um, period. Like, period. period. So that's where a lot of people get stuck is like that. Well, I like my boss and I'm loyal and I don't want it to look bad. Or I like my coworkers or like there's something that they feel. Yeah. Right. They're not going away. So you can leave a job and still hang out with people or do have a professional connection or a professional reference. As long as you navigate it in terms of resignation in a, in a good way. Um, you know, of course, like you don't want to leave people and high and dry or just like burn it all down. Like Jerry Maguire and be like, I'm out of here. Who's with me. But if you uh, don't, you will eventually get to that point of like, fuck you, fuck you. Right. You're cool. I'm out. Like, yeah, right, right. you want to like, um, half baked, you know, your, your resignation. <laughs> Fine. That's that. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in forever, but, um, yeah, don't do that, but also don't be, don't feel like you have to be connected to a brand that's not your last name. Like it's not your identity. You mm-hmm. are your own personal brand. So I think that's a lot of times where the people get stuck. Oh yeah. 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 That's so powerful really. Yeah. Um, and I, cause I, I, I want to draw attention and just acknowledge that like all things are true are uh, all the time. So you can love your coworkers and, and appreciate your boss and feel very grateful and be sad to leave them and want to grow your career like all like it doesn't have to be an either or all of these things can coexist and be true at one time and it's always it's like you said just being focused on what it is that you want and I was a for I was a teacher so like the whole the fuckery of teaching is like you're in it for the kids I can't leave the kids I can't leave the kids and like to what I would say is like these aren't my kids right (laughs) now they're somebody else's children like yeah I don't you know what I mean you can't stay for something that like you're not actively like connected to and going to receive some kind of like the reciprocity that you need in order to grow your life you know Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah oh I know it's and it's just like Think about if you, when you do commit to leaving, if you sign on with a company, that's really great. Like think about the new people you get to meet, the new conversations you get to have, the new challenges. Yeah, level up, you know, put yourself in circles with people doing more epic shit than you are because don't you want to be there someday or in their shoes? And it's just like, oh, to be stuck is the worst. And there are definitely professionals at being stuck out there. <laughs> because there is this fear of again, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing out there for me. No one's gonna want to talk to me. There's no jobs. I don't know how to network. We are so good about telling ourselves like what we can't do. Oh, right? we love a story. So, we love a story and a self-fulfilling prophecy in the negative world. We love it. We and, love and it. And those people, if they'll never shift their mindset, then we all know those people that you're like, okay, sis, 
then good luck. I'm God bless. Not going to be around <laughs> you because that what is it? The energy vampires, right? That That's them. have friends, family in your life that only come to you when they have problems. It's not like, hey Megan, how are you today? It's like a a seventy two blue text chain of like da, 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 this happened. Not like you have space for this today. Not like none yes. of us have nothing else going on. Like sure, right. I'm, I exist solely for your bullshit. I exist right. solely for it. Like do a do a friends edit. Get all those people out of your life. Like maybe this is like fall cleaning time for anybody listening. Like do an edit of like all the shit that's going on. Write the good stuff down. Write the bad stuff down. And if you want to make meaningful changes. You got to just start small. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing, but I think it starts with two of the people you surround yourself with, you know? Ooh, so. I, I love that. I love yeah. that. Making the, the edit. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's, in, that's important. Cause when we're talking, we talk about energy vampires for a second. Cause we all, we do know that person and maybe we are that person and maybe yeah. we are wondering why people are just to talk to us. <laughs> I was gonna be nicer about it. I was gonna be like, <laughs> "Have your friends all gone away?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you always alone? Are your friends Are you always not- cutting your phone calls short? Do you not get invited to anything? Ba, ba, ba. Like you are like the vampire. You need to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like what you're saying about doing the the edit. Can you talk about mm-hmm. like how that might work when you're like in this point of? Maybe you do find yourself complaining. Maybe someone who loves you has called you out and been like, babe, enough. (laughs) And how do you start to make these edits? Maybe not, you know, maybe in your friends and your career, but what are some general like tools and tips that you could do when you're in that place of like, how do I edit? How do I assess what's next? Yeah, well, I think any reaction is, you know, coming from some type of a like detonation point um, of something happening and then you're like ah, reacting accordingly. So I think it's like finding those, I guess, triggers, right? Like yeah. there, there is a reason why you're acting out or a certain way or deflecting energies, mm-hmm. right? If we had a bad day, but like, oh God. And I always like, will push back on my clients. I'm like, do you think you could have done anything better to maybe have had a better scenario Ooh, hold this. that mirror up hold that mirror up Meg hold it up like yeah. like the Swifty like we'll look at the sun but goddamn don't look at yourself in the mm-hmm. mirror right mm-hmm. um so stop playing the victim mm. you gotta yeah. stop you have to say what could maybe I've done better in this situation and you gotta yeah. stop blaming everyone else for your problems because yeah. I, I lived there for a minute like nothing's breaking out for me because X, Y, and Z, or so and so, or this person didn't give me an opportunity, or that really was there nothing that you probably could have done differently? Yeah, how'd we get here? I ask, I, I ask that all the time. How'd we get? How do you think we got here? So I would say, <laughs> look in the mirror, and then, um, you know, I think just looking how energy is like a huge thing. Like for you and I, we first jumped on, like, boom, right away. You know, I definitely <laughs> am around people that cannot handle my energy <laughs> or don't want to handle it. I love it. I'm like, turn it up. And that's fine because we're all different, but I have a very diverse wheel of fortune of what do you want to see from Megan come today? Cause I, I can like relate and also, um, you know, kind of talk to anybody in different ways. That's, that's a service retail industry in me. You kind of have to tailor mm-hmm. sometimes your energies to the right people. But I think it's also about, um, you know, sitting down, assessing your group, what's happening, um, who you're contacting with, how they react when you contact with them. If people aren't, aren't excited to see you, maybe 
you know, you're just you're like, oh, here comes Megan with her problem. <laughs> but um, but really assess and and recognize and maybe say like, Angela, hey, I'm so sorry. Like I vented to you the other day. Is there a friend today, anyone listening, that you probably should call or a family member and say I'm sorry? Yeah, you know? or just acknowledge, acknowledge your behavior and take accountability for whatever. Are, yeah. Are we so scared to like be judged or hold ourselves accountable? Oh yeah. So yeah. that's the first start. And then the second, if you want to, you know, edit down in terms of careers or what's next, like write down all the things that you love to do, all the things you can do with confidence, all your skills, all of that. And then on another page, write down all the stuff you don't want to be doing anymore. You know, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to be in X, Y, and Z environment. Like I don't want to be like managing operations. I don't want to be doing this. And at the crux of it, you almost sort of like roadmap that ideal job scenario, which then I know it's so messed up to say, and I'm extremely woo woo, but you put it out in the universe of like, this is what I want. And here's the target and I'm going to hit it. But I think if you don't have clarity, cause I'll talk to people, they're like, I'll do anything. I'm like, no, you won't. No, you won't. No, you won't. That's like, I'll date anyone. You're going to do everything. Like get clear and say, my next move is this. And I want to work for companies that are like this, write out a dream scenario for your job. It's so powerful. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause that's it. That's your fuck yes. And your fuck no list. And that's where you start to set your boundaries because if you're crystal clear on what you don't want, then you're not going to even spend any more time even entertaining the thought of it. Cause you're like, Ooh, that's a no. Yeah. Right. If a job is like, you have to travel and use your own car and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, absolutely not. No, thank you. <laughs> so why like we're not going to even entertain and get caught up in the fantasy and the possibility of what could happen we're like oh that's a hard no and no. you keep moving yeah. and then you're not wasting time you're just constantly like on the path and in the trajectory of what is right for you and that dream job will be there because you've immediately deflected and said no to the things that are a no for you I love that Yes. Love that. I love that. Oh yeah. Love a fuck, you know, and a fuck yes list. No, and 100%. no forcing. Please don't force. Go, just go, go with that flow. You have to flow with it. Um, because yeah. if you're forcing something, it's just, it's not going to work out. No. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people make concessions. They're like, oh, well it has this, this, and this, it has this. And I hate that. And that's a no. But and it's like, well, well let's, it, let's fuck around and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Like, oh, girl, no. <laughs> what could go wrong? I love it. Well, to the people who are listening, who are like, oh my God, this is me. I need some help. I'm not even sure like what to do. Like, what kind of advice would you give to someone who is like ready? Not just the, I'm in the complain mode. I'm in the victim mode, but the person who's like already in the car, seatbelt buckled, foot on the gas. What, what do you say to them? Yeah. So it's again, getting, getting clarity around like, okay, I've identified, you know, maybe some job pivots and what I want to do. And then secondly, is like, start getting those assets together of putting yourself out in a meaningful way, whether it's a resume, whether you use LinkedIn, however, like that social connection, I mean, for sure in the professional world, like resumes, LinkedIn's like those still exist. Um, but you want to make sure like what you're putting out there also is aligned with like Mm. those next job goals because it's very easy for someone to see you and make up their own narrative about who you are oh i love that you want to take control of that narrative right Mm -hmm. and you want to say okay so and so i i have been this but i'm this and i want to be this so Mm -hmm. you can't do that i think unless very clearly um you have all those assets like really backing you up. And then it's you sitting and sitting down and, and being able to, as you start the interview process, like 
feel confident talking about yourself. And that takes time. Um, you know, sitting down and prepping for interviews of like, what do you want to say? Like, what do you want people to know about you? Um, so I think it starts with assets so that you can be found and seen in the right light. And then you have to be able to translate that because we can only hide for so long behind all of our digital and media platforms. <laughs> like when we're put into light, like it's you that's got to tell your story. No one's going to do it for you, right? No one's going to be able to know what you do also if you don't tell them um, or what you want to do. And then start sharing it. Share some of your goals with people you trust in your network. Find mentors like help. Find somebody that's holding your freaking dream job right now and reach out to them and ask them Send for a conversation. Email. Send yes. an email. Oh, we are so afraid to like reach out to people. Like, what is the worst thing anyone can say to you? No, or maybe not today. Maybe have Friday. But like, you know, find you're still in the same position the if they say no. Yeah, right. That you want to be and like level up. Like, get yourself in those conversations of like, how did you get there? be in this learning you know point right of like okay maybe what i'm you might have an aha moment of like oh cool like that's a path maybe that's not what i want to be on so it's like get your assets together get your story together get a good network around you tell people about your goals that you think that you can that can help you and don't do the i'm just going to apply to every job and i'm just going to throw myself out and everything because yeah. like that you don't you're yeah. not everything shit to the wind something will stick yeah. So it's just getting clear, strategic, and tell people that can help you or say your name in a room of opportunity. And that's so powerful. And there's a lot of backdoor hiring that's happening right now. Things mm. that jobs that don't even make it to career platforms are otherwise because they're those executives are networking. Who do you know? Who do you yeah. Know? Like, don't yeah. you want to be in front of those people that can raise your hand for you? <laughs> yeah, that will champion you so. and support you and and open the door for you, you know? Absolutely. And ask people, oh, we're that. all that first grader wanting to help the teacher with the chalkboard. Even some of the biggest <laughs> names out there where like that person's never going to want to talk to me. They do want to help. But I think there's a very specific way that you need to network to ask where it's not just always one-sided because just like the victim, if you're constantly just going to people wanting something from wanting something, want, like what can you offer? Maybe you yeah. heard somebody in a podcast. Maybe somebody wrote a really great article. Maybe they were on the news. Maybe it was like, hey, someone so like, I really love what you said, X, Y, and Z, or this article was so powerful. Like, is there anything I can help you to do to support your business? And oh, by the way, I would really love to learn more about you or be a part of your company. Can we chat on Tuesday morning? Whatever. Love I mean, it. There has, it has to be a two-way street in all scenarios in life, but especially that if people don't, if people think they, you know, you're just not constantly looking from something for you, from you, they will be more open to connecting with you, to be honest. Compliments, go a long way. <laughs> yes. So true. Those are some gems. Like yeah. bookmark this part of the oh, podcast, please. Cause if you're driving, yeah. go back home. I, that's what I do with all these podcasts. I'm like, <laughs> oh crap, I'll be in a hot girl walk. And I'm like, damn it. I want to write this down. Yeah. Um, just like screenshot it. Like I'll screenshot it so I can see the time, you know, of like when that bomb was dropped. So that's a little pro tip for you. If you're doing yes. something that you can't, that you can't do. Oh, God, so you know, just screenshot it. Cause then you're like, Oh, 1527. Got it. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, Megan. Well, thank you so much. Like this was such a powerful, like knowledge bomb drop of just ways to take more control of your life mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to really get the clarity that you need to be in charge of the next decision versus getting dragged down the corporate stream. Like you're actually in the boat. And I fucking love that. Oh, I love that. yes. And I always want to say, to anyone listening out there in any aspect of life, always have an exit strategy. 
Yeah. Whatever it yeah. is, you know, yeah. you're never stuck. You are worthy. And we are here to do amazing things. So as beautiful humans, like no more living in Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> volcano moment, um, get out there and live your best damn life. We only have one to live. So shine bright out I there, everyone, it. you know, I love yeah. that. I love that. Thank you. Well, yeah. before we wrap up, I'm going, we're going to play our oh, famous yeah. trivia game. Are you sweating? Everyone gets nervous. I was like, Maybe. guys, this is like the most serious shit. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I hope it's not anything about math. Oh God. I'm just kidding. Or science. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like pop culture. So no, we no. either oh, are like hundred percent. I would win Jeopardy pop culture, but yeah. Like we're either like ready to throw down with sync trivia right now or nothing at all. So it's totally okay. You're like, no, maybe not me. <laughs> Um, all right. So we're going to play this game. It's called how millennial are you? And it's a series of three questions that progressively get harder, um, over time. So we'll see. And all the points are real and everything is serious. Okay. Let's go. Mm -hmm. First question. All right. Easy one. This is an easy one. It's the name of the boy band that included brothers, Nick and Drew Lachey. Um, oh, 98 degrees, right? Boom, yeah. boom, okay. bingo, bingo. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, question two, ready? Mm-hmm. Adrian Curry was the winner of the first season of which reality competition show? Oh, yeah, because I watch America's Top Model, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, like that, mm-hmm. have you gone back on TikTok and seen some of the clips of America's Next Top Model? <laughs> like tyrants, yeah, some of them, but like, how and that was like a non-social media age truly right so like, like these women were like shamed and abused and like wow. body shamed and like and we're just no. absorbing it just being like um we're all fat we're like we're we are fat, fat and ugly yeah amazing <laughs> yeah yeah and that's a horrible thing to be you know what I'm saying that's like, why we were doing so much cardio in the 90s you're like uh yeah. cardio ho for cardio mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because I have to wear my low-rise lei jeans okay oh, because I guess I gotta get those on. Those All right. Us. Yes. Here we go. This is this is a hard one. I think you got it. I believe in you, Megan. I believe in you. All right. What clear beer alternative was introduced in 1993 and billed as quote something different? Yeah, is it Zima? Like the girl by right, girl by. Yeah, I feel like I was like drinking those in my uncle's basement. I'm like, what do you got, Mike's or Zima? I'm like, oh, I'm like 16. Yeah, I'm like, do you have any Boone's Farm? Awesome. Yeah, (laughs) but Mike's hard lemonade is so deceiving. Remember, like back in the day, like where they're like hammered kids. You know, like, is this lemonade? And you're like, oh my. And then we all have like Harper now, like 25 years (laughs) like Mike. We have like gut health problems and oh, like just why. ripped our stomach lining apart from Mike's. Do they still make Mike Hart, Mike's hair lemonade? Yeah, is it sorry, still? Sorry, Mike's, please don't come after me. Sorry. No, it's a great <laughs> product. Great product. <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. And one more question before uh-huh. we, we sign off today. Yeah. I know that you are like on the cusp of the millennials, but it, you know, we'll, we'll invite uh-huh. you in. Yeah. To you, what does it mean to be an empowered millennial or empowered in general? Mm, Choices, life choices, right? And I think it's only gotten to be a a world where we have more access to choices 
and things that we want to do and taking control and narrative back of who we are in our story. I love it. And being able to share it unapologetically, Mm -hmm. you know, um, with like a slice of like some serious like independence, you know, I think like we are, we are that independent generation for some um, that, you know, we're doing things early on where we had to grow up very quickly for some Mm -hmm. of us, you know? So I think that's what drives many crazy with other generations is like, nobody can do anything for themselves because we were really like loaded up on, on it. Yeah, on it. You know? <laughs> on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but choices, I feel like choices and that's, that's what that. makes us powerful. The that right is beautiful. Choose. That's it. And, and taking advantage, taking advantage of that right to choose. I love that. That's a beautiful definition. Yeah. Well, Megan, thank you so much. Thank um, you. We have come to the end, my friend. So plug yourself. Like where can people find you? I know that you have a big event coming up, but I don't think our podcast. Will yeah. Air we'll have time, missed so it. So, so this is yeah. in the future. Um, but yeah, no, for anyone listening, um, definitely on Instagram, all things Meg pool, which is lifestyle content, career, cats, wine, trolling my husband, <laughs> fitness, like low key comedy. Um, you know, so that's Insta, um, Megan is my entire website for all the ways I'm working um, with individuals, companies looking to hire, looking to make job career moves, pivots. Um, the Pivot with Purpose podcast will have a new season. So we'll have to get you on in the, um, coming in the <laughs> fall um, where I'm super excited to keep that conversation. And as this airs, hopefully I, I'm still standing upright after a huge event. <laughs> that I'm throwing a big night live. We got it. We are sending you all the vibes. See, see me on Insta. Can you someone go check TD Bank Garden and make sure I'm like not on the floor? Guy Fioretti is like, thanks. XO. <laughs> you know, like if, I, if you don't hear from me, like please come find me. If there's but not no. a story Sunday afternoon, we'll be concerned. Please okay. Find me. No, but it's gonna be great. Big risk, big rewards, like. Thanks everyone for listening. Go keep crushing life. We got this, you know? I love it. I love it. All right, Meg, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. Please make sure you check out the show notes on ways that you can connect with Megan. And as always, y'all, go be epic. What's up, baby? Here is your reminder that you have a chance to win. For the month of October, you have a chance to win a free 50-minute breakthrough session with me, your girl, where we can co-create your roadmap to your goals so that you can get unstuck, feel so confident and seen, and truly go after the life that you want. Pretty valuable shit, you know? Here's what you got to do. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, write a review, and give it five stars. Screenshot it. Share it on IG and tag the Empowered Millennials and you are in. So don't forget, leave your review and get in on this epic offer.